Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us on Zoom or in the building Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. For the Zoom link, please contact tikvatdirector at gmail.com or contact us on our website, tikvatisrael.com. There you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Okay, so we're going to start off doing something a little bit different. We're going to do an impromptu Tat Shabbat. Tat Shabbat. What is a Tat Shabbat? That means I want all the tots, all the tater tots, right down here. So if you're a child, or identify as a child, you know... um, if Willie is here and, and identifies as a child, that's fine. Robert, you can come. If you identify as a child, uh, we're going to have all the children come right down here. We're going to do, uh, do a little thing at the beginning of the sermon. All right. All children, you have to self-identify as a child. So, you know, it's, it's up to you. Okay. We have some lovely children here. What grade are you in? A. You got a B. Your mom didn't like it? All right. Well, see me after class. All right. And what grade are you in? Second. Second. So that, is that more than B or less than B? You don't know. Okay. All right. So we got some, some beautiful tots. Did you guys know that you were tots for Tot Shabbat? Were you aware of this part, part of your identity? We're all learning something. Okay. This is great. Raise your hand if you have ever seen Sesame Street. Have you ever seen that? Okay. All right. Sesame Street is a show. It's been going on a long time. And uh, what is your favorite character on, on Sesame Street? Does anyone have a favorite? Cookie Monster? Okay. Grover? Elmo? Elmo! Elmo loves Messianic Jews. All right. So, yeah. So those are good. Have you ever seen The Martians on, on Sesame Street? This is an old segment. I found one where the Martians encounter a phone, but it's not a phone like this. It's like got a cord and everything. Have you ever seen a phone like that in a museum or something? Anyway, I feel old. So the Martians come down and uh, they they find a, 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 a telephone and I thought we could act this out, right? If you'll help me, I'll be the Martians and I need one person to, to play the part of the phone. Okay, so when I point to you, I want you to make the sound that a phone makes. What, what, what does a phone sound like? Bring! Can you do that? Bring! All right, so when I point to you, you're going to be the phone, okay? All right, don't call anybody. It's just, we're just acting it out. Okay, are you guys ready? All right, I'm, I'm the Martian, okay? But they're also called the yip-yips because they go yip-yip-yip. Okay, so you might see that. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I didn't point to you yet. Don't bring, don't bring yet. Okay. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Greetings. Hello. Hello. Hi there. No, I didn't point to you yet. <laughs> don't bring. Oh, hmm. Uh, uh, earth book, earth book, hmm. Earth book, hmm. Uh, Cow, cow, yup, 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 cow. Okay, uh, and what do you think they, they do when they talk? They think it's a cow. What do they say? All right, let's try that. You're not helping me. 
Yep, 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 yep. No, no cow. Mm, Earth book. Uh, cat, cat, cat. Right? Let's try to be. Let's see if it's a cat. Meow. Meow. No, no cat. Mm, mm, Earth book. Earth book. Mm. Chicken. Chicken. Okay. Chicken. What are we gonna say? See, my son thinks it's funny. You know. No, no chicken. No. Mm, earth book. Mm, no. It'll be loud. Everybody do the, the sound of the phone. Oh. Now we're communicating with the with the bring bring. Okay, good job. Everyone did a good job. This is tough. Okay, so if the phone represents the voice of the Lord, what can we learn from this story? What do we need to do? We need to what? We need to pick it up. Were the Martians, was I communicating with the phone? No. I was trying though, right? How was I trying to figure it out? I was looking in the earth book. What's our earth book? Well, there is. Basic instructions before leaving earth. That stands for Bible. What? Torah. Okay. So the Torah, the scriptures is our earth book. So they were doing good, right? They were trying to see what it was, trying to hear. But what do we need to do if the Lord calls us? Do we need to make animal noises? No. What do we do? Pick up the phone, right? Yes, Lord, your servant listens. We say, Hineni. We say, here I am. So if the Lord calls you, what are you going to do? You're going to pick up the phone, right? And how are you going to figure out what his voice is? <laughs> He's going to call you. <laughs> how are you going to figure out his voice? What's your earth book that you're going to consult? The Bible. All right. Good job, everybody. This concludes your annual Tosh Shabbat. Thank you for coming. Please tip your waitress and uh, on your way out. Thank you very much. Uh, you can do whatever your parents tell you. I was going to say whatever you want, but that's all right. Okay, so what is the point of this story for us non-tater tots? Well, clearly it is a midrash on the voice of the Lord. The Lord is calling us, but sometimes... You know, we're like the Martians. Perhaps we don't recognize the call for what it is. We might be talking at the Lord with various sounds, right? But are we genuinely, genuinely picking up the phone and communicating like earthlings who know what a phone is and how to use it? Are we picking up the phone and listening? Are we recognizing the voice of the Lord? Are we communicating the word of the Lord to others? Or are we just going, bring, bring, like the yup yups? Beloved, the Lord is calling us by his voice. This is from Deuteronomy 4, from this week's Parsha. You came near and stood at the bottom of the mountain, 
while the mountain was blazing with fire up to the heart of the heavens, darkness, cloud, and fog. Adonai spoke to you from the midst of the fire, the sound of the words you heard, but a form you did not see, only a voice. He declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to do, the ten words, also known as the Ten Commandments. And he wrote them on two tablets of stone. Adonai commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and ordinances, this is referring to Moses, so that you might do them in the land you are crossing over to possess. These mentions of the voice of the Lord and the word of the Lord are from this week's Torah portion. The voice of the Lord declares the word of the Lord, right? That's what we, that's what we just read. His voice declared the commandments. And so th- what are the commandments? What is the word of the Lord? It's, it's life. It's the life of Israel, the life of all nations. It's the radiant voice which created all things, the power that sustains us. It's the correction that heals us. The word of the Lord is the creative and sustaining force of God through which he created all things, through which he sustains all life, even me and even you right now. The word of the Lord is the Torah, the scriptures, the commandments. The uh, word of the Lord is both the Hebrew scriptures, the Older Testament, sometimes called the Old Testament, and the Greek scriptures, the Newer Testament, right? The word of the Lord is the prophetic witness, encouraging us and exhorting us when we read the prophets to, to do what? To turn from idols, right? Anything that's more important to us than the Lord, and to treat the poor kindly. The word of the Lord is the encouragement of a brother or sister to you, the right word the right time, and it's your encouragement to others. It's the still small voice in the cave when we feel alone. The word of the Lord is Yeshua, the Messiah himself, the word made flesh. Now let's start with the word of the Lord as the commandments of the Torah. Specifically, we see this in this week's Parsha with the 10 commandments repeated. Remember, we got it back in Exodus but they're repeated again in Deuteronomy. A lot of the law uh, is repeated in Deuteronomy. It's called Deuteronomy in the Greek. Deutero is second, and nomos is Torah or law. So it's a repetition of the law, but reframed for this particular moment in Israel's history. Um, So the Ten Commandments are repeated. And uh, just before Moses repeats them uh, to this new generation of Israelites, this is what he says. Not with our fathers has Adonai cut this covenant, but with us. Interesting, right? Because it was literally with the fathers, the previous generation, that he made that covenant. But he's saying, no, this covenant is not just with them, but it's with us, all of us alive here today. Adonai spoke with you face to face on the mountain from the midst of the fire. I, this is Moses, was standing between Adonai and you at that time to tell you the word of Adonai because you were afraid and because of the fire and did not go up to the mountain. He said, I am Adonai, your God, who brought you out from the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods except me. 
Deuteronomy 5. This, uh, this last verse is the first of the Ten Commandments, right? He's, he's starting to go into that. You shall have no other gods beside me, right? You shall not covet, etc. Uh, notice that the Lord made this covenant with the next generation of Israel, not just with their fathers who actually received the tablets, actually received the Ten Commandments. So the word of the Lord goes where? It goes from generation to generation. It's a covenant that's not just with them, but it's also with us here today. It's passed down to us. Notice also the mediating role, right? The in-between role that Moses plays. He's literally standing between Israel and God, right? He's right there. Uh, and the voice of the Lord transforms onto written tablets, and the voice of the Lord becomes the word of the Lord. Delivered by who? Your friendly neighborhood mail carrier, Moshe, right? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to carry the word of the Lord to be mediators, right? In between the Lord and the people. We're supposed to communicate the word of the Lord as well and encourage others. This is what uh, Shaul, also known as Paul, encourages the Colossians with. Let the word of Messiah, right? Word of Messiah, Dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with gratitude in your hearts to God, Colossians 3.16. The word of the Lord, Yeshua the Messiah, is transmitted through psalms, through scripture, spiritual songs, and through wisdom, through teaching, and at times admonishing in love, right? That's the prophetic strength. We can imitate Moses and follow Paul's advice here by communicating scriptures and encouraging words, songs of hope and praise. Also, we see how the word of Messiah Yeshua is synonymous. It's another way of saying the word of the Lord, right? Because Yeshua is, is Lord. His identity is linked to yud heh the God of Israel. So we can also think of the word of the Lord as the voice of the Lord, as we saw in the Torah portion we just read from Deuteronomy. Now, my son is 14 months old, but he's already recognizing my voice. If I call him on the phone or I call to him from around a corner, what does he say? Dada, right? Dada. However, I found out this week that uh, if someone else is watching him and uh, they make a, a silly noise, like they go, bark, 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 he also goes, Dada. So I'm not sure what that means. Uh, maybe it means uh, he's associating silly sounds with his dada, which means he's learning my voice. So, Baruch Hashem, right? And it, this reminds me of a scripture from John uh, 10, 27. This was our verse of the year a few years ago. My sheep hear my voice. This is Yeshua talking. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Right? Do you remember that? If you were here a few years ago, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd. Why? Because they have a relationship, right? They're not going to follow some other, you know, some other voice. Likewise, we need to try to recognize the voice of the Lord by taking in the word of the Lord, the scriptures. What does that mean? Reading it, studying it, 
listening to it, processing scripture with others. Uh, if you hear something, a voice in your head, it's not always necessarily the voice of the Lord. It could be your own thoughts. It could be something else. I have a friend that uh, he would often hear a very harsh voice in his head. And uh, he eventually determined that that was not the Lord because the Lord is not harsh. The Lord is kind. He does discipline us, but he's not harsh with us. And so does, does do your thoughts or the voice that you're discerning, does it line up with God's commandments and his scriptures and his faithful love? Is there a pattern of confirmation for what he is already doing in your life? So we have to try to learn to discern his voice over time, right? If I gave you a word of encouragement that said, uh, you're going to win the lottery tomorrow, you might feel good, but there's no substance of Torah that can support that. When we receive a word of encouragement from someone, therefore, we don't just receive it wholesale. Oh, God, God told them this, so God told me, right? That's not how it works. We have to seek confirmation in our own relationship with God. See how it lines up with what the Lord has been teaching you and with the scriptures. Is there evidence from your life? Does it come to pass in a pattern of confirmation? So as we encourage others and receive encouragement, let's be discerning and intentional. Um, but let's let's encourage. You know, we want to grow in this in this strength. This is the prophetic strength that all of us uh, are able to do, and some of us are able to do in in a, in a greater measure. The voice of the Lord in creation, the word that He sent out from His mouth, is also the Lord. In some ways, your voice represents you yourself. With a phone call, what are you doing? You're sending your voice to represent who you are. It's bouncing off a cell tower and maybe a satellite, and then it's entering the other person's ear as if you were right there. And if your phone was ringing because I was calling you and someone handed you the phone, they wouldn't say, behold, this is the voice of Rabbi David. What would they say? Hey, it's Rabbi David on the phone, right? We understand that on the phone, our voice represents us. Our words are being sent to the other person. And so it is, it is us on the phone. And so it is with the voice of the Lord in creation. We see this in the beginning of John's gospel. What does he say? In the beginning was the word, the voice, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Right? So imagine the voice on the phone again. I think this is the picture that John's gospel is giving us. When God said, let there be light, that speech, that voice was, was who? That was Yeshua. That voice was the creative God. There's a similar idea in Hebrews 1.3 showing how the word of Messiah sustains all things. The word of Yeshua. Speaking specifically of Yeshua, the author writes this, and he is the radiance, he, Yeshua, is the radiance of his glory, the glory of God, and the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. How cool is that? When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. 
So the identity of Yeshua is linked to the God of Israel. And when the Lord spoke in creation, that voice was Yeshua. It's hard for us to understand, but that's, that's, what, that's what the scriptures say, right? It's a little mind-bending, but hopefully the analogy of the phone is, is helpful. If it's not helpful, don't worry about it. It's, it's complicated, but it's, it's the Lord, right? And, uh, and also, not only did that word create all things, but that word upholds all things, sustains all things. So the, the word Yeshua enables me to live and breathe and talk to you right now. That's why I'm able to do that. Because, because Jesus, right? <laughs> There's no other reason. God created us through his word, Yeshua, and sustains us through his word, Yeshua, enabling us to be here in this moment. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. Speaking of sustaining us, there's another beautiful nugget from next week's Torah portion. This is a little bit later in Deuteronomy 8. You are to remember all the way that Adonai, your God, has led you these 40 years in the wilderness in order to humble you, to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his mitzvot, his commandments or not. He afflicted you and let you hunger. Then he fed you manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known in order to make you understand that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of Adonai. It's not the manna which sustained them. What was it? What sustained them? The word. The word sustained them. The commandments. The voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord did what? Sent them bread. Right? But it's not the bread. It's the word. It's the voice. It also shows us how the Lord uses difficult seasons in our lives to draw us into trust. He's like, why, why were you in this situation? So you would trust me and know that you don't live off of bread you live off of my word. When we're out of other options and at the end of our own abilities, then we know what? It's the, the word of the Lord has to sustain us. So if this little scripture, this little bit from Deuteronomy sounds familiar, we don't live on bread alone, man alone, right? Where do we, where do we see that before? Well, it's the same verse that Yeshua quotes to the adversary in the desert when he's fasting for 40 days. The adversary tells him to turn the stones into bread. If you're a son of God, you should be able to make your own food. And he could, right? He could probably, you know, produce the, I don't know, what, what what's a good, you know, modern snack? <laughs> a pizza from Mary Angela's, right? He could have produced that and like, what, what is that? Well, it's, it's from the future. You don't know about this yet, but it's really good, right? And it's in Richmond, Virginia. And yeah, that's a whole other thing. He, so he could have you know, gone outside of time, but he didn't turn the, the stones into pizza or bread. What did he say? This is from, uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 4. He answered and, it, and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Today, we understand that the New Testament is Scripture. But remember, the Hebrew Bible is the Bible of Yeshua. He is quoting scripture. He's quoting Deuteronomy to the enemy, not only to reverse the choices that Adam made when he was like just hungry and just ate the fruit, but to show us how to respond to temptation and to the lies of the enemy. He's showing us the way to do that. 
So I want to encourage us today to hear the voice of the Lord and to speak the word of the Lord. What is the Hebrew word for hearing or listening? Shema. The first part of the Shema, guess what? Also in this week's Parsha, Deuteronomy 5. The thing that we do every week, it's in this week's Torah portion. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? The action of listening leads to what? Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And then in the scriptures, it goes to, and you shall love. So if we listen, that leads to what? Loving God, right? If we're listening, leads to loving God with all our heart, all our soul and strength. The most important commandment we can do by doing what? First, Shema, <laughs> listening, right? If we want to love God, we need to Shema. We need to listen to his word, obey his word, understand his word, recognize his word. I've mentioned this before. I've, I've talked about the word Shema, but it has all these connotations, right? It doesn't just mean listen. So, you know, if uh, I gave the analogy, if I'm on my computer at home and my wife says, hey, uh, can, you, can you take out the trash? Yeah, sure. Right? Was I Shema'ing? No. <laughs> Shema'ing is recognizing the voice, listening, understanding, and then responding with action. And I would add, you know, kind of sooner rather than later, right? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it later, right? But we do that with the Lord, don't we? Let's speak of the word of the Lord. Let's exhort one another with his word. This is what prophetic encouragements are. Some of us here have a prophetic strength, but we're all... Uh, we're all called to encourage one another. So let's start to exercise that by trying to bring forth the scriptures as they can encourage someone else. You know, the Bible is a long book, right? It's a lot of, lot of words in there. But I want you to raise your hand if you've ever been reading the scriptures or someone has spoken a scripture to you and you felt like that was exactly what you needed in that moment. Look around. That's pretty, that's pretty common. That's what's supposed to happen. So let's do that. Let's do that with others. And let's ask the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, to help us grow in bringing his word and encouraging others with it. Often it's a specific thing that people need and they could be encouraged. Comparing a private prayer language, often called speaking in tongues, and prophetic encouragement, this is how the Apostle Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians 14. Pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to people, but to God, for no one understands. But in the Ruach, he speaks mysteries. But one who prophesies speaks to people for building up, urging on, and uplifting. One who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. One who prophesies builds up who? The community. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. One who prophesies is greater than one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets so that the community may be built up. It's about building up one another. That's what the prophetic strength is. It's not some mysterious thing. It's about encouraging. Finally, if you're speaking more in line with the voice of the Lord, we need to remember to watch our words. Are we tearing others down or building them up? What about our jokes? 
Some years ago, I went with a friend of mine to a Messianic Jewish gathering, and we stayed with another friend at his house. And, you know, I was a little bit younger, a little bit more immature. Um, this wasn't last week, so <laughs> this is before I was married. Okay. And our, our host, you know, just heard us kind of joking around, but it was very coarse, I think, what, what we were saying. It was not, it was not edifying. And uh, he just, after a while, he just pulled us aside and said, hey, I want to encourage you um, with uh, Ephesians 5.4. There must be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. And honestly, because he did it so kindly and so, um, so humbly, it was really a, a great wake-up call. And I was like, oh, you're right. You know, I wasn't offended. I was like, thank you. So we need to watch what we say. This is a very sobering verse from the mouth of Yeshua. This puts the fear of God in me. I don't know about you. This is from Matthew 12, uh, 36. But I tell you that for every careless word that people speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. <laughs> so I have to tell the Lord on the day of judgment why I said that in anger. You know, I'm just saying. So we got we to gotta watch that. So we need to watch what we say because we're made in the image of God. How did God create? created through his words so we can we can build someone up with our words or you know we could tear them down it's, it's kind of our choice but the lord is asking us to build them up beloved the lord is calling us with his life-giving voice to be transformed and restored by his word so the question is will we shema will we listen will we bring will we pick up the phone or are we going to Say, you know, to the, <laughs> to the phone, right? Are we going to listen? So let's be intentional to listen for opportunities to echo God's loving voice, to build someone up this week with his word. Let's bend our ear toward the Lord's voice and heart for those around us. Avinu, uh, our father, thank you that your word sustains us and that your word is true. Help us to really dig in to your Torah, dig into the scriptures and, and the new covenant and help us to, um, if we don't like to read, help us to listen to it and help us to talk about it, but help us to get it in ourselves somehow that we might encourage others, Lord. Help us to grow in the prophetic strength, which is not about saying, you know, you told us to do something or God says this, but it's about encouraging one another. So help us to do that with, with scriptures and uh, with scriptural ideas and with, uh, with your love, Lord, and your encouragement. And uh, help us also to be encouraged because we want to encourage others out of the encouragement that you give us, um, your encouraging words. And help us to listen to Shema, to your voice, and to respond to it and to obey your voice and obey your, your Torah. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen.